need to be formal about this. We've done this numerous days in a row, so take your seats. I've noticed that you've you've tended to sit in the same spaces after the first couple of days, which is interesting to me. After all, it means that you're gathering friends around you, I suspect, and you want to be able to communicate with them. I want to be able to talk with your friends in an easy way. I gave you some homework yesterday. Hands up if any of you remember that I'd said something at the end of the class. Okay, hands down. Now, hands up all those of you who actually did my homework. Yes, well, that's all right. It was just a thought experiment anyway. I asked you to consider how you might communicate with your friends and family if you no longer had the instant communication available to you on the Ark ship. Some of you probably had no idea what I meant by that. You're all pretty young, I suppose. But you might have considered, if you were thinking about it, that perhaps you could write it on a on a on a, a tablet and hand the tablet off to someone else if for whatever reason network access wasn't working. Or, barring any sort of power, you may have thought that perhaps you could take some gels or some pigments of some kind, or even ask the cornucopia machine, to to print out a message. Take the symbols you know and type all the time, and actually form them yourself. I know that's something that's not very popularly done, except for the artists right now on the Ark ship. Most of you, I suspect, have never actually written anything by hand. Yes, I mean that you actually have to form the letters yourself. Well, such a thing is quite unusual these days, but that was once the normal way the communication happened. That's the normal way that people sent messages to each other. Nonetheless, people had thought about different ways to do it, and uh, without any sort of electrical uh, connections, and this is where the other part of my specialty in, in uh, archaeotechnology comes in, uh, in, you know, as opposed to the paleoliterative degree. But we, we've looked at some of the ways that people have presented communication over, over time and back further beyond electricity, beyond any notion of any kind of ubiquitous network. There was, people would carry messages from town to town. Yes, it took a tremendous amount of time. Towns were, well, think of them somewhat like neighborhood divisions on the Ark ship. Um, they were generally self-sustained. They would have a little trade between different areas. No, there were no cornucopia machines, so they had to manufacture everything themselves, including all of their vegetables. Anyway, uh, among the different ways people had communicated from one place to another was the employment of beasts of burden. These were four-legged and two-winged and often were able to both uh, run down the trails as well as carry over land. Um, land to be a, well, think of it as a very, very big auditorium, um, perhaps one of the, the great gathering halls in the Ark ship. But there is no sky as we are on a, uh, a world at that point. I know it's difficult for you to understand um, there are vids that show some of the uh, some of the the translations of media from that day. You might want to consider scheduling one for 
you and your family uh, to have a viewing at some point, uh, particularly in three dimensions. Uh, some of them have been reinterpreted, and it's quite remarkable, uh, although they didn't capture a full, um, full sensory experience, so you won't smell anything, for example. Anyway, this is all a little peripheral to my point for today. In the fourth stanza of the, the, um, the musical poem we are examining, on the fourth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me four calling birds. And what these were at the time, uh, at least as far as we're able to piece together, numerous language translations and some pieces are missing, but essentially this is the employment of these birds of burden either to directly carry written messages manufactured out of uh, pigments and cloth, uh, sometimes uh, some sort of weaving or woven texture, uh, we won't be covering any of that advanced technology in this class. If you're interested in weaving, then there are some some uh, textiles studies you can do. Uh, ask the cornucopia, for example, to, uh, to, to weave you a basket, and you'll see uh, what that might have looked like. Anyway... Um, these uh, these uh, messages will either be carried by these birds of burden, or the, some of the birds were talented enough um, that they were actually able to speak. And so one would dictate one's message to the bird and have it sent off to another, another place. Now, these being uh, not exactly the best navigators, messages often went awry to the wrong person, and many um, stories are told about miscommunications uh, and uh, some rather interesting odes to the idea that it was a, not a reliable but yet a, a, a rather inexpensive mode of communications uh, when no power is available. Now, there have also been some scholars which have interpreted this and in suggesting that the calling is really more of the bird's own song, speaking in its, its own native tongue. But I think that this is rather ridiculous. Uh, we have no records uh, other than a few uh, indications that there were some primitive sounds that animals uh, made, uh, excepting, of course, um, some of the, uh, you know, the other creatures we've talked about so far, not considered animals in that case. But since they didn't produce any notable um, vocalizations, we can assume that that's just simply wrong. All right, that's it for today. Uh, for tomorrow's lesson, it will be a, a change in the cadence considerably, and we'll be talking about sport in the ancient world. Have a delightful uh, rest of your day. Um, do, uh, if you have the chance, do some vid research on your own, and I look forward to hearing from you and, of course, your parental units, as they no doubt... Uh, have some interesting reflections on the material we've shared here today. Well, thank you from the very bottom of my heart. I have been John Christopher Kringle, as always, and I will once again continue the lessons tomorrow for this festive season. <laughs>